Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there for home loan solutions that fit your life. Rocket can. Oh, it's gorgeous. Outside and inside our studio today, if you're watching us on CBS Sports Network, it is like a holiday wonderland in here. With yeah. Perloff and I sitting right in the middle of it. Too soon, or is this the right timing? Where do we stand on this? Perfect timing. We're now into December. It's officially December 1st today. Kudos to everyone at CBS Sports Network for making this look so festive. If you're listening to us on CBS Sports Radio, you're still a part of the fun and the festivities. Yeah. We got to start with college football, Perloff, because... Last night, the Rose Bowl either finally succumbed to the pressure, was maybe given some kind of ultimatum, uh, either get with us or you'll be left in the dust. And they finally agreed to be a host site for the college football playoff expansion. Now, it's going to go to 12 teams. It's likely going to happen, not next year, the year after. And you're, like, so giddy, you can't wipe the smile off your face. I mean, I think the only real debate, should they have gone to 16? And I I get it. 12 is good. I like 12. (laughs) I hated two. I mean, I oh, I could not stand like two. Like the BCS, was, you mean? I thought it was the dumbest thing ever, yeah. yes. Okay. Four is better, but it's still really incomplete. And not only that, 12 is going to be more necessary than ever because I hate to admit it because I'm kind of an Alabama fan, but NIL and Transfer Portal have added parity to the sport. So really, the top four teams are not head and shoulders above the five through 12. There might be some blowouts, but I think you really don't, even this year's uh, final four, let's say it's Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC. Yeah. You don't get a sh- very strong sense that those are the four best college football teams in the country. And okay. in my opinion, they deserve to be there. Sure. But there's a lot of parody where five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 feel like, oh, those teams could compete with the three and four there. Yeah, I understand that, but... I don't love this move, you know, and, and generally I'm for expansion of playoffs when it's professional sports, because in professional sports, you have a lot of teams that are frankly just not going for it. So I like rewarding teams that are actually trying to win because in the NBA and the NFL, even you get teams that are just straight up tanking. So for the teams that are actually going to try and going to go for it, all right, give another wild card spot, do another, do a play in round, whatever it's going to be. I don't like this for college at all. I love the fact, and college is so special in the fact that every game really does matter. And now you're going to have three lost teams. You might have some four lost teams. However, this is going to shake out. It just lowers the stakes on everything that happens in the regular season. You get a great tournament. It's going to be awesome. But what did you lose along the way? You may have devalued the entire season. I think you quadruple the number of meaningful games. You don't just, I mean, there's so many meaningless games right now. Well, bowl games. No, just all the regular season. I mean, there's so few games that actually matter to these four teams. Now everyone's going to be fighting to get into this 12. So there's all those meaningful games. Like the other day when, what was it, UCF and Cincinnati played, that game would be huge. There's so many more epic showdowns compared to games that are totally, so many meaningless games. I mean, 
I don't say Penn State played Purdue last week. Like there's nothing meaningful about that game. But now if you have 12, all of a sudden that game means everything. So you're going to have more meaningful games. Well, you're also, though, going to have more situations like what could be happening this week, right? Where if USC plays in their conference championship game yet loses to Utah, they're likely out and Ohio State would be in for being idle. Now, I know USC would have two losses in this instance. But let's say, for example, like if you just took this year, right, and say that Utah and Kansas State, who if, if it was 12 teams this year, Utah would be 11, Kansas State would be 10. Those are two teams who are underdogs in the games they're going to be playing this weekend, their conference championship games. Say they lose those games. So now you have all these other teams that are on the outside looking in, right? You've got the LSUs, you got the FSUs, you got the Oregons, the Oregon States, the UCLAs. So are we going to put now one of those teams in because Kansas State and Utah dared to make it to the conference championship game? Like you're still going to have somebody who could end up getting screwed. And I know more is always better and we always say that, but I kind of love the exclusivity of that top four. Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, but it's more controversy, which is good. You'll have more debate. That's weird that Washington, Washington's way ahead of Utah. I see in the AP poll. You also, here's the thing with that college football playoff committee. They're going to, for what, if they went, when they go to 12, they're going to make the same random criteria and they're going (laughs) to jump the teams they want. They're going to jump the teams they want in there. If they want Utah in there with that extra loss, they'll put them in there. That's a tradition like having the poinsettias here on our set. But I'll go back and I further, a couple (laughs) things I disagree with what you said. This is a professional sport in every sense of the word. It's, we're paying, advertisers pay tons of money to be on it. Now the players are getting paid. They should get paid more, to be honest. Yeah, they're not getting paid evenly at all. They should get being paid more, but this is becoming a pro sport. I mean, I, this idea, they're not student athletes. That's, it's a ludicrous joke to call them student athletes. These are professional athletes. You don't think this, do you, okay, that might be true for Alabama and maybe Clemson or whatever. Do you think that's true at Tulane? Yes. I, Okay. I mean, no, it's for me that, that ended the idea of the quote unquote student athlete. Remember during the pandemic, oh, nobody definitely. went on campus. Guess who went sham. on campus? Guess who went on campus? The football players, because they're businessmen. They're, they're not student athletes. They're athletes who happen to be students at that college. I, it's almost like, to me, it's almost like a club program that's attached to a college. Okay, but that's a different conversation. But like, I'll ask you if you are Tulane and yeah. you're 12th in these, it, you would be 12 this year. Yeah. And say it's the Cinderella story and say this is the one that we would all sign up for, right? The 12th seed blazes its way to the championship yeah. game. They are now going to play, what, four extra games? So you just had kids from Tulane, young men, pardon me, from Tulane yeah. who are now playing a 16-game schedule. That's basically the NFL. And I'm telling you, the, the dudes from Tulane, as talented as they are, their NIL money is not touching what's going on oh. at Ohio State and Georgia. Right, but who cares if they play? They'd be thrilled to play four games. What's the downside? I don't... No, I'm just saying you're asking them literally to play a professional schedule. Well, I think they would and they're get not a lot... getting paid like that. If they make it to the playoff, they're going to make a lot more NIL money. All Not all of them. Some of them. I mean, a chunk of them will. I mean, listen, you think they want to make the playoff? Yeah. Of course they do. I understand that. And I know yeah, they want to play. get paid. And I understand that. And in the moment, it's awesome. But again, are we asking these younger p- people? And I know some are getting paid a lot and some are getting paid a little. At least they're getting something. You're right mm-hmm. about that. 
but you're asking them to do it, it's a lot more damage on your body. It's oh, not so like you're talking it's about not, concussions. It's not four extra basketball games, is what I'm saying. Okay, so the health stuff. The health stuff for sure. Oh, you're I asking thought, them to play a professional okay. schedule. I thought you were saying the academics. Okay, as long as we're not saying well, that. I mean, we've all given <laughs> up on that. I I I I have to yeah. keep a straight face here. Yes, the no. health, not the academics. Well, okay. That's Apologies a, to all the professors at Tulane. That's a great point, but I do think one of the things is better health care for player college football players. Health care for college football players. That better be part of this. And I think media should be railing for that. Because you're right. It, it's just another example. These are basically professional athletes. They should be getting some sort of health care afterwards, especially if they're getting <laughs> Yeah, if they're gonna be, you know, in a in the best case scenario, playing almost what is a professional schedule. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. But also too Tulane's I'll bet you I mean I haven't been down to, to New Orleans to see Tulane's program. There's a lot of professional aspects of even a program like that. They're, I'm sure the coach makes millions. I'm sure the weight room is insane. This, this, this is very close to professional, full professional sports anyway. They can handle 16 games. Okay, but you have to admit that there is a difference. And granted, I'm picking out Tulane just because we're doing as if there were 12 this year. Yeah. I could pick out any other of the non-Power 5 conference, conference champions. But you are going to tell me that there's basically no difference between Tulane and Michigan. That is just not true. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Tulane's probably pretty advanced. No, I'm sure, th- I'm sure yeah. they are, but they're not Clemson. It's not going to have the facilities. But you're right about the aftercare because that doesn't matter where you go. What happens to you at, when, with your brain and body after you've sacrificed to play this sport and had fun playing it, I'm sure, and built a lot of fun memories and experiences, but it's still the wear and tear that the athlete has to live with. Uh, the thing about, the, if you look at this year's 12, these are all major, major programs. So yeah. there actually won't be any Cinderella team. Maybe they put one in just for fun. I don't know. Have they said the criteria about sort of conference championships and all that? I don't know if a Tulane or a Cincinnati or UCF. But this is this we, is we blue <laughs> bloods up and down, up and down the uh, except it, for TCU. Really, well, TCU is kind of a blue blood too. But man, there's no Tulane's in this final twelve. If they went to twelve right now, well, Tulane would literally be twelve. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the AP poll. It's funny because Tulane is 18 here. Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it as well, if anyway. it was this year. Literally, that's where I got Tulane from. Yeah, they would jump Tulane and kick them out. They would put in the major program. Yeah, see, well, no, they have to do one power five, non-power five, the highest ranked okay, so I didn't non-power read five champion. Is getting in. Is getting in no matter what. And Tulane has their conference champion. And Tulane has that distinction this year. Okay, well, do they have to play a conference title game? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't. No, I th- I think they did. I think this is it. They if if it was today, they would play Ohio State in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I like Ohio State in that one. Um, so oh, sorry, AAC championship with UCF is this weekend. There you go. Right. So the point is, yeah, okay. You have one team in there that doesn't have a massive facility. The point is, these programs are going to be fine. They are pro programs. I don't understand what what's the downside. Are you really what are you worried about here? Maybe a couple extra hits. I don't know. I'm not I'm not too panicked about that. I think the players want it. I think the coaches want it. I think the fans want it. Yeah, because everyone is making more money, money, money. Like yeah. definitely. And but we know for sure that it'll be the schools and the conferences. Then the NIL, like the this and of course the TV networks. The NIL is always up to the discretion of whoever feels like they want to give money to these recruits. Honestly, you know what no would make it even more perfect if they actually just professionalized it and gave everybody on the team a minimal stipend that's I more know. significant? It's, it's going to be too difficult without a union, mm. but that's a conversation for another day. Another day, like within two or three <laughs> years, it's <this could laughs> definitely <laughs> happening. I mean, listen, we just went to NIL, 
which was unthinkable for 100 years. Yeah, transfer portal. Transfer portal. Now we're going to 12 teams. I don't think unionization and something is that far off because the sport is changing so rapidly, which is good. So here's another question. You get guys who sit out the bowl games, right, right. who have professional aspirations, yeah. don't want to hurt themselves. This goes to 12 teams. Everyone playing? No. I, we. It's funny. Kenny Pickett last year would have been the 12th team, I think, or something like that. Uh, and, and he did not play in his bowl game. He didn't play in his bowl game. And he came on the Dan Patrick show, and, and we asked him, if it was 12, would you play? And he said yes, but I could tell by his face that it was <laughs> maybe iffy. Yeah, that it was like a, <laughs> a, that was a soft yes. I think he would. I mean, I think, the, I think the thinking is that everybody will play if they're in the playoffs. I That might be the thinking. I don't know if that's going to happen. Listen, I realize I'm in the minority here. I'm the one who likes it at four. I like the debate. I like the fact that it's for the elite teams. Generally, you know, expanding it, I, I just think you're going to end up getting something not watered down by the tournament. The tournament's going to be fine. It's going to be great, I'm sure. But I think the regular season still does get watered down. And, you know, I think we're always just in a rush to do more, more, more. And there's $450 million or something that's at stake here. And so you knew the Rose Bowl was going to cave. But I just would ask, like, I don't know, how worth it is it? And I know North Carolina and Duke has still held on to their rivalry in college basketball, but does Ohio State-Michigan start to lose a little bit of the luster when both the teams would definitely get in? They're definitely playing for something much bigger than just that rivalry. That just becomes another game because now you have a, a whole other tournament where Ohio State would be the fifth seed and Michigan would be the second seed. Maybe they meet again in the college football national championship. Maybe they don't. I just think well, over me, time, it could start to erode. Let me ask you a question. There's so many years of Ohio State Michigan, how many times have both been competing for the Final Four or for a national title? Not that many. Twice, maybe? Yeah, a couple times. So the rivalry wasn't watered down when they, you know, I, I don't know, like Michigan-Ohio State was Michigan-Ohio State, not because they were competing to get in the Final Four because of the rivalry. I know, but now they're most likely on most gonna years, get, so they're, they're both going to get in. So you're saying the fact that they get into the 12, I, I see your argument, but most years, in fact, almost all years, it was Ohio State was in there and Michigan wasn't, uh, and, you know, going back 20 years. Yeah. So, and the rivalry was still amazing. All Michigan had to do to make their year was beat Ohio State. Never happened, but until recently. I, I don't know. None of this None of this really bothers me. I think the 12 is going to be so much fun for fans. Too. Aren't you excited? I mean, no, because I kind of feel like it's going to be, there's going to be something lost here. I mean, will I watch the tournament? Yes, I'm not going to BS you there. Of course, I'm going to watch it, but I don't know. I feel like we're also gaining something today, but also feels like we're losing something too. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Of all the unlikely allies I thought I would have on this argument today, youngest person on the show, Stu Kovacs, also says keep it at four. Why? I like kind of what Maggie was saying. I just like the games during the season mattering more and the less almost is more, in my opinion. I agree that two was ridiculous. You have to have more than two, but I think four was a good number. Maybe six. But I think 12 is too many. But the way you're saying it, like something is gained here today, but something is lost. A system that's gone back all <laughs> it, the way you, to 2014. Can you some violins for me? 2014 <laughs> when Obama was two years away from being outside. I mean, listen, it's going back eight years. Listen, those were the good old days. Something has been lost. <laughs> no, the BCS a, was not the good old days. Getting rid of a Final Four that everybody's hated from day one. And, and everyone thinks the people in the playoff committee room are pretty much a bunch of jokes. We're they think their think criteria that. is the criteria has always been so haphazard. It's been nothing but mocked since its inception. <laughs> oh, we'll find a way to mock them even with 12. 855 <laughs> 4 cbs 855 Where do you stand on this? Would you rather have 
the committee just keep it at four? Or are you excited about a 12-team college football playoff? All right, coming up. Got a game tonight. I don't know, anyone paying attention? Heard there's an NFL game going on. Little Bills Patriots, anybody? What's at stake for both of those teams? Tonight, we'll get to that in just a moment. It is the Maggie and Perloff show on a very beautifully decorated set today. Just gorgeous. Love it. All the holiday lights and everything. Tune us on, uh, turn us on, check us out. We're on CBS Sports Radio, CBS Sports Network, Sirius XM Channel 158, and the free Odyssey app. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. For the first time, you can hear every Westwood One NFL broadcast stream live for free Mondays, Thursdays, Sunday nights, holiday triple headers, and every postseason game. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com. Via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports. All sponsored by AutoZone. Free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the likely cause of your check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Put up a poll, Maggie. You're not going to like it. I know. I just voted in it. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even putting up a competing poll. I'm voting in your poll. Uh, I just sway the results. Which is better for college football, a 14 playoff or a 12-team playoff? You can go to Ed, Maggie, and Pearl. Uh, we'll retweet it. I don't trust it when it comes from Ed, Maggie, and Pearl. I have to put it from my own feed to make sure. <laughs> yes, with I get, your feedback. Loop. I mean, yeah. and I genuinely think 12 team is more fair. I remember I was railing in 2014. Yeah. I was like you. I was a big, I think I have the right year, a big, big 12 advocate because I, yeah. I knew some people at the Baylor program or something, and I was like, Baylor and Kansas State are awesome. They're spreading the field. This is great football. You can't put Ohio State in. And what's Ohio State going to do in the Final Four? Then Ohio State just blew out everybody once (laughs) they got in there. Uh, But I've always thought, you know what? I think you need more teams because it's not fair. And another reason that we haven't gotten into, it's so hard to tell. We All day yesterday, we debated about the strength of Pac-12 versus Big Ten versus SEC. I think it's really hard to tell where these conferences stand because we're not seeing enough interconference play to make a fair determination. So put them all into a playoff and let's sort it out there, Maggie. Yeah, but are we really going to know, like when the NCAA tournament in basketball, when that happens and like the Big 12 will lose in the first weekend or something? Yes, and we all know the Big 12 was crazy overrated all year long. (laughs) Does it change anything? They still get tons of teams in. Nothing happens. And it's always boggled my mind why they, (laughs) except Kansas last year. But generally, I always think, how could they put all those Big 12 teams there and the ACC just storms everybody? Yeah, it's always like, ooh, bad weekend for the Pac-12. It's like, it means nothing next year. How about the Big 10 and Ohio State always being like a two seed and getting (laughs) killed in the first weekend? Anyway, I digress. (laughs) 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. It's simple. Four teams or 12. Where do you stand? I say four. Proloff says 12. Big Dave is in Kentucky, our pal. What's up, Dave? Mm -hmm. Hey, but it's not that simple. Why does it have to be 4-12? Listen, to start with, 12 is too many. 12 dilutes the field. I mean, you can make the argument, well, you know, 
Uh, you can always go, well, what about the next two? What about 13 and 14? Are, you know, should they be in instead of 11 and 12? Why could it not be eight? To me, eight is the perfect number. You could even, you could do an eight-team playoff, and you could even give two buys. The, the top two seeds right. would even get a buy. But here's the thing. You get over eight teams, it dilutes the field, and you know money is a huge influence on this. I mean, look at the look at the money that that's about to be made by expanding the field threefold. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Four hundred fifty million dollars is what I read yesterday, Dave. That was at stake if the Rose Bowl had stood their ground and said we are not going to participate. And essentially, they were fed an ultimatum, you know, either get on board or you're going to get left out of the next TV contract is how I understood it. And I mean, it's a, it's exorbitant amount of money. Thank well, you so much for the call. It's funny. What do you think about eight teams? The, <laughs> when he said that, it dawned on me. I'm like, eight teams? Nobody's debating four versus eight. It's always been four versus 12. And in my head, I'm so used to that debate that eight just sounded odd. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. And he's well, probably right. But nobody, <laughs> did you guys ever seen anyone call for an eight team playoff? I, mean, I think Dave might be onto something. But it's <laughs> I think been, the ship sailed on, uh, on yeah, the eight team playoff. I mean, this debate's been going on for so long. I, I, I've heard 16 a lot too, but eight, no. Nah. I, I, I do like the buy. At least it's something to compete for. Yeah, the top four would still get a buy. Another Dave. This Dave is in Alabama. Hi, Dave. How are you? Hey, thanks for taking the call. Sure. My only point is this. So right now, the top four teams, I guarantee you, if you put them to a lie detector test, they would all beg to play TCU at, instead of Alabama. Alabama has the best offensive player in the league and the best defensive player in the league. They would all say, please, God, please put TCU in. <laughs> please, football TCU gods. <laughs> plays, TCU plays in a terrible conference where they don't play defense, and they're trash. Let's just be honest. Wait a minute, though. Ooh, Hold nah. on, though, Dave. We went through this yesterday, though, because the Big 12 has had – ranked opponents throughout this entire college football playoff ranking system. You know, they've had high-ranked teams. Right now they have 12. Excuse me, they have three. They finished with three. But you know what? That's what the Big Ten finished with also. So if we're oh, really going... Yeah, but going, the Big Tens are two and five. <laughs> okay, but then you still have Penn State in there too. I, 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 don't yeah, know if you can say that, I don't think you can say that the Big 12 is trash this year. I don't think so that's gun right. To, so gun to the top four teams' heads, right? Would they say they would rather play TCU or Alabama? They would all beg to play TCU. They would all, please let us play TCU. Please don't let us play Bryce Young, the first quarterback going <laughs> off, off the board. Please don't let us play Will Anderson Jr., the best defensive end in, in the National Football League. He's better than most defensive ends in the National Football League. They would all beg hey, to Dave, play TCU. If Alabama's that good, why are they on the outside looking in? Place kicking. No, oh, come on. If, if, <laughs> come on. And by the Tennessee way, game, please put it back on the Tennessee game. <laughs> and by the way, they the had Tennessee a great game, kicker they too. I know. On a wildly field goal. Dave, you guys were lucky to be a, a, as close as you were, considering what happened with Texas, Texas A and M, and others. You played some close well, games too. Don't forget, and you got some close wins. Games are wins. A win is a win is a win, right? <laughs> well, not, not close games like TCU where they were losing by. By three touchdowns in the fourth quarter to a team who's average. Okay, but how about Alabama having to go on the road? You beat Texas when the starting quarterback got knocked out in the first quarter. I mean, can I can I say one more thing? Yeah, sure. The bottom line: if you really want to know who the blue bloods, the best college football, just check the recruiting rankings because the best players are in the SEC, not named Ohio State. 
Yeah, and Clemson. No, we... I mean, <laughs> right. Well, Clemson's kind of in the SEC. We all kind of look at them that <laughs> yeah, way. Or at least we used to the last couple of years. But go ahead. I don't know. I don't know, Dave. I mean, USC might have something to say about that in the next couple of years. Oh, stinking Lincoln, who's still <laughs> Oklahoma's quarterback? Yeah. I mean, he's the reason why Caleb Williams went to Oklahoma in the first place. So I don't know if you can really steal him like that. When did they... so, uh, just, Dave, I mean, you're, you're, please... you're bitter. I get it. This was supposed to be a big year for Alabama, and it's not. And I understand that you're in your feelings about it. Well, wait, answer, wait, Maggie, Play answer the question. Got Alabama again. Answer the question. If you were a team, would you rather face TCU or Alabama? Well, of course. I mean, because of the history of Alabama, the pedigree of Alabama. But wait. we're talking about this year, right now. TCU won all their games. They deserve to be in. I'm not saying. Why do you? Why are you asking the question? I feel like I'm talking to a politician. If you were a college football team, who would you want to play on Sunday, Saturday, rather, TCU or Alabama? You know what? I, maybe I'd try to. I'd rather play Bama. <laughs> Test myself, you know, see where things really fall. That you're not even making any sense, but please go what? ahead. No, who would you want to play if you want the best chance to win the game? Let's put it that way. Well, if I say TCU, what what have we proven? Like, what have you gotten me to say? What's, why would what's you the gotcha the... moment here for on me? Because no, why? the guy called in and said if he said basically. If you put a gun to the head, um, yeah. which we don't love, but if you put a gun to the head, most of these teams would rather face TCU than Alabama, which is the unhottest take of all time. Yeah, of course. But I'm asking you, if you, who, if you wanted to win the game on Saturday, who would you want to face, TCU or Alabama? Well, I don't know. Oh, come on. <laughs> I, you want me to say Alabama, or you want me to say TCU, fine. I'd rather face TCU. But I feel like that's just, it's like discrediting what TCU has done. And it, quite frankly, sounds like sour grapes from Alabama fans. It sounds like sour grapes from Dave. Like, okay, you lost because of place kicking. Place kicking you still lost. You know who converted the, the, the field goal to keep their undefeated season intact? TCU. They might have dug that hole, but they dug themselves out of it also. They made the kick. You didn't. Cry. Like I'm sorry that Alabama, it's you're you're top of the mountain forever, forever. Nobody disputes. Saban's the best. You guys are the best. Recruit all the guys in the NFL. Can you let someone else have a moment for a second? And uh, that's what bothers me. No, go to twelve. And by the way, Alabama, regardless of TCU, TCU obviously deserves to be there. But Alabama lost both those games on the road. And to me, Alabama is impressive because they always have the biggest target on their back. It's totally. like playing the Dallas Cowboys combined with the Kansas City Chiefs combined with the defending Super Bowl champion. Everyone's up for Alabama. It's a game of the year every week. So yes. I, I do think, and I think Alabama's a better team than TCU, but TCU deserves to be there. Okay, I but say I'm not going to cry for Alabama no. because they set the bar this high and then they failed to reach it. The expectations are there because there are the cornerstone program of college football. That's what they've built themselves into so that they didn't reach their own goals. I'm not going to cry for them. I'm going to celebrate the other teams that actually are going to, you know, that actually made it. Yeah. I, and the thing is, I don't think I'm not hearing a lot of people at Alabama saying we deserve to be in here. They're saying it stinks that we're not in here. We could probably well, kill. That's kind of what Dave's argument was. No, I don't think you know, I'm not sure Dave was saying that. I think he was saying that's why four is not a great system. That's why you should go to 12. Because you're going to have a TCU in there when Alabama's sitting at home, and Alabama could go into that Final Four and cause some damage. So could Ohio State. I mean, who knows? I think Ohio State, if they get in, is going to be very dangerous. Because, well, actually, we had a guest the other day, Chip yeah. Patterson, was saying that. Because it'll be the second time they play Michigan. Yeah, Michigan's better, but it's hard to beat them twice. 
So who knows? I think 12 is going to be solve all these problems, Maggie. Yeah, I mean, you might be right about that, but I still feel like four would be best. Steve's an indie. Steve, what's happening? Hey, uh, I'm with Dave from Kentucky. I don't know why. I never heard leading up to all this a debate about eight teams. Uh, you know, part of the satisfaction of college being over is everybody concentrates on the last month of the NFL. Seems to me now you're going to have uh, college football running in tandem all the way through the Super Bowl yep. with all these extra weeks. And I also uh, am partial to this dilution thing. I'm a huge Ohio State fan, grew up in Columbus, and I tell you what, I am freaking bummed that they lost to Michigan, and I don't enjoy being bummed, but <laughs> that's, that sucks. And with 12 teams, I'm sitting there watching the Michigan game, and when it's over with, I'm thinking, oh, well, who cares? They lost. I'll get to watch them again, and the next time around, we'll, we'll kick kick Michigan's tail, or we'll leave Michigan in the dust. They'll lose to somebody else, and we still got a chance to be the champion. And there's, like, no grief or penalty for uh, for blowing your game against Michigan. You're, you're sitting there as a fan. It's like, oh, who cares? I mean, I care, but and I don't care as much as I used to because, you know, with one loss, we're going to be back here in a couple of weeks playing Steve, all over again. weird masochist are you? <laughs> what, do you enjoy losing to Michigan? What no, kind of bizarre no, no. take is that? It's because it makes the wins feel sweeter. You have to experience the grief to experience the joy and exhilaration. It's all right. yin and yang, Perloff. Right. Oh, God. <laughs> so, okay. All right, Steve, I'll give you, right now, I will give you, I have the secret power to put Ohio State in the Final Four. You don't want him in there? I want them in there, but but that's a retrospective view of things. All I'm saying is, I am with the crowd that thinks that 12 teams is too many. And and back to that deal, why was eight never debated? You know, with eight, there's no buys. It's perfect. You know, one against eight, two against seven. And and I know exactly why it wasn't. It was because of money. Money. Yeah. And if we're going to concede that money was what that is the driving factor in all this. Why don't we do the end like the NCAA is and have a 20-week season and have 40 or 50 teams in the damn tournament? <laughs> you, Steve, it's, we're going to send that idea straight to the powers that be. You know what's happening. 64-team October madness. <laughs> December yeah, madness. It's okay. Everyone's brain's going to be mushed by the end, but you know what? It's fine. Let's go. Um, Wait, let me ask you a question. Yes. Okay. And I am. we've had two callers who pointed this out. Why not eight? When did 12 start? Because 16 is the natural number. 12 makes no sense. Why did it go? I can't remember. I mean, so multiples of four would be the most logical way to do any kind of tournament ever. So, There's never, ever been a tournament that was like that. Uh, yeah, I don't have an answer. I, now, I'm looking back at articles here. And at one point, the Mark Emmert, of all people, did propose an eight-team playoff. And everyone <laughs> probably was just like, ah, get out of here. What year did this start? Like 16 or 17? I don't know why they settled on 12. But it does seem like somebody got 12 in their mind and just was going to run with you it. You know, I bet it was probably a television executive somewhere. But why not 16? Oh, I'm not sure. I mean, if you're going to expand to 12 for that money, why wouldn't you expand to 16, which is much more natural? There's no tournament with 12 teams. If you have a tournament, you want 16, so it's even, right? I mean, it's a fair point. I, I will effort an answer. Yeah, but you don't. You want four, so don't even bring it up, <laughs> yeah. Maggie. Don't tell anyone <laughs> our idea. I want four and to sit in my grief and misery. Uh, Willie is in Arizona, wants 12 teams. Willie, why? Willie wants, God, make it 20-something who does not love a Cinderella story? And I'm coming from, I was an athlete. I got in a scholarship for going to college. 
at that age, you don't think about getting hurt. I'm sorry, but we just don't. Yeah. We just play for the fun of it. Definitely. And you shouldn't be thinking about getting hurt, right? That's not that's not fair. But and and that's that wouldn't be a great way to approach it, Willie. I guess what I'm talking about with the health and safety is that's exactly I think why you need like some like adults in the room so that young mm-hmm. men, like when you're 18 years old, Willie, and you're going to college, maybe you shouldn't be playing a 16 game schedule potentially. That might be too much on a on bodies that are still developing. You know what I mean? Yeah, most definitely. But like I said, I mean. You're so excited that your parents are excited for you. Yeah. You're so excited to go to a championship game. And like I said, my my thing is a Cinderella story. Who does not love a Cinderella story? Somebody, an 18 uh, seed beating Alabama, that would be so <laughs> awesome. Willie, what position did you play? You know what? Actually, um, soccer, it was soccer. It's oh, totally different than football, but we can still get hurt the same way. But how many teams Listen, are we're this... watching soccer in the studio right now? We got Japan, Spain on. Somebody left. Yeah, I just got <laughs> home from work, so I gotta go and I got my DVR ready to go. Wait, soccer by score, NCAA Division One is thirty-two teams, right? Uh, for soccer, or sixteen or thirty-two? Uh, you know what? They they're God. I think this year in the they're doing thirty-two, but ne- yeah, and it's year, fine. They're going most sports are. It, sh- it should be it should be a bunch of teams. Willie, thank you so much. Uh, have for you the ever call. heard anyone say that Division One soccer was watered down by having too many teams in the playoffs? Well, <laughs> you know, now that you say it, no. <laughs> and you guys are the ones who thought Christian. Pulisic basically put his arm in the jaws of an alligator by running into the goalie. For <laughs> Do you God's see what sake. he said, by the way? Yeah. Clarified it. Not kicked in the junk. Uh, he said a different word, not junk. I'm not going to say that word. Uh, and I'm sorry, is, is he is he in a coma? Is he dead? Or is he actually no, playing on Saturday? No, thankfully he's alive. Yes, I know. Of course he's alive. Of course he's <laughs> playing Saturday because he just ran into the dude. He's an American hero who ran into the dude. 855-212-4CBS. <laughs> yes, he is. By the way, American hero. I <laughs> just want to be clear about that. <laughs> you don't want the soccer folks mad at you again. 855-212-4CBS. Okay, see you guys on the phone. It's simple. 12 or 4. What do you like? 4 teams or 12 teams? That's what we want to hear from you. Also, we will get into this uh, Bills-Patriots game tonight. A lot at stake here in terms of playoff positioning, seeding. It's starting to get real here in the NFL now that the calendar has flipped to December. Time for a CBS Sports update. Yes. Plenty of teams in the NFL playoffs, Maggie. Wait, should we just make four? <laughs> Listen, I'm fine with seven teams going from each conference because <laughs> at least the bottom like three are there all trying go. to lose. <laughs> no one in college football is trying to lose. Uh, time for a CBS Sports update. Here's Rich. Welcome back to Maggie Burloff. We're talking college football. Everyone else in this entire studio (laughs) and this entire floor only wants to talk about soccer. Keeps coming in with these updates (laughs) that we just could not care less about. I mean, I I care. I care. I shouldn't say that. I care more when the U.S. is playing. I care less about the fact that if Spain scores one more goal, it's going to knock Germany out or something like that. I'm into. See, I I am at least pretending to be into that. I I'm kind of into that. (laughs) Samter came in yesterday to try to tell me some scenario going on. I'm like, stop. I'm, I'm Please, I'm trying to tweet back to Amy Trask. Then Perloff comes in, and he's like, can I tell you about the scenario going on? It's like, I don't care. I mean, you're looking down at your do phone. You I'm explaining this whole thing. <laughs> no, I'm having this whole conversation. Perloff, I asked you the same question. Like, are you rooting against Mexico because they're a rival? No. Are you rooting for them because they're, like, this. in the same area? And Maggie's looking down at her phone, tweet, uh, tweeting or texting, <laughs> She she was like yes mamming me the whole time. I'm yeah, sorry. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I had to respond to Amy Trask. It was Wait, but even it is Amy, so that's you have okay. to be oh, even right. a borderline soccer to know that Mexico soccer is a big deal. No, I mean, of course we all know. Yeah, Mexico's big I mean, deal. 
I think these are these also, are also Mexico's shorts. our biggest rival in soccer normally, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so the question, and, and then we kind of equate it to college football. Like if you're UCLA, are yeah. you rooting for USC because it it's a, it pumps up the Pac-12, right? It's or rooting against you. them because they're your rival, and like that's kind of the same thing with Mexico yesterday with or, the US. I know this is the fifth time I've heard that. Also, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still not interested in it, but sure. So when well, Casey the first four times, <laughs> that's so, true. let's be honest. When Casey beat Buffalo last year. <laughs> Did you want the Chiefs to go on to win the Super Bowl? Because then Buffalo lost to the eventual Super Bowl winner. I always want to lose to the eventual champs. Yeah, yeah. So there's a little bit of that. But it it doesn't really help that much, though, does it? It doesn't soften the blow as much as you'd like. If the Bills lost to the Patriots in like the AFC Championship game, you'd still be rooting for the Patriots? No. Okay. Under no circumstances could I ever root for the Patriots. You're not rooting for the Super Bowl champ. You're rooting for, you know, the team that you hate the least. Well, the the Pats are a special exception. I would also (laughs) ditto the Jets, ditto the Dolphins. Which I mean, you be, don't really well, hate the Jets or the Dolphins, really. The Jets I the absolutely do. Really? Why? Yeah. You should love the Jets. <laughs> They've done so much for you over the years. First of all, it wasn't always a given. The First of all, the Jets beat the Bills this year, number one. Number yeah. two, it's always... <laughs> they did. With Zach Wilson, at insult. That's and, a really good point. Yikes. Yeah. And... Uh, the Dolphins goes back to when I was a kid. So the Dolphins, mm. when I remember when Brian Cox, remember he came oh, out yeah. in Buffalo and gave the middle finger yes, to Ralph that. Wilson. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, so that was like always very personal. But at the same time, Miami and Syracuse were also both in the Big East. So Miami and Syracuse used to play football against each other, which added to the rivalry. Say the word Syracuse. Syracuse. What okay. did I say? Oh, I don't know. I wonder if that's well, a, a central New York accent. A lot of people say Syracuse. Syracuse. You, you said Syracuse. Syracuse. Oh, I thought it was Syracuse. Yeah. I thought it's Syracuse. Oh, that's how Mike Tarico says it. How people upstate say it. Syracuse. Syracuse. Yeah. Syracuse. Yeah, I, th- I, I yeah. heard a little bit into Maggie there. We say Syracuse. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the phones. Eight five five two one two four CBS. College football <laughs> is the question. Twelve teams or four. Bob is in Columbus, Ohio. Hey, Bob. How are you, Maggie? Uh, I'm I'm calling because you made a point uh, about five minutes ago that you said that the season would lose some of its luster because I'm thinking of last week's uh, Ohio State-Michigan game. Both teams would be in. Right. And uh, I'm going to disagree with that because uh, I'm out here in Columbus for two years. I was in New York for 79 years before that. And I'm telling you, I have never witnessed the pressure of this game. And I'm, th- I'm thinking mainly of the athletes. These are 19 and 20 year old kids. Yeah. And the pressure put on them here, and I'm sure Michigan is the, sta- uh, the same, and probably other college towns, that uh, if they go to 12, and if you have a a season that you've you've won eleven in a row or what in the Big Ten, you probably deserve to be, to be in that tournament. And you know, going back to my New York days, there's rivalries of you know the Giants and the Jets and the Yankees and the Mets, but it's nothing compared yeah. to the pressure put here on mm-hmm. uh, on these you know nineteen year old kids who are finally getting paid. But uh, so I, oh, I don't think there would point, be that Bob. much maybe, loss. Maybe it lessens the pressure a little on these on these young men. And right. and maybe that's a good thing. Bob, can I ask you one other thing? So you, sure. you moved from New York. Yeah. You lived there yeah. for 79 years. You moved to Columbus, Ohio. Besides the rivalry, what's the other biggest culture shock moment you've had from moving from New York to the Midwest? Uh, the biggest thing is when, when you I go for breakfast every morning, and I always did it in New York. When you go into diners in New York, you sit down, they serve you, and they want to get you out to clean, to, to clean the place <laughs> and get another customer in here. Out here, you can go in. 
and sit for an hour. <laughs> and, and everybody does it. And they just talk afterwards. There's never any pressure to leave. Bob, uh, other that than that, I, I lived in Garden City, Long Island. And, yeah. it, and I'm out here, and it, it, it's pretty much the same. Okay. Bob, what, what happened to Florida? Nobody goes from New York to Ohio. What, what, I, I couldn't like... take the heat. I couldn't take the heat. So you moved uh, to somewhere colder? My, my, my son lives next door. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. And oh, that's he, he married a girl who came from Ohio, and then they, about five years ago, they, they moved back here. And uh, three years ago, my wife passed away, so I was by myself in Garden City, and he called me one night and said, hey, the, na- the neighbor's going to Florida. And he said, uh, uh, why don't you buy their house? And, you know, and I there had never dreamed of Columbus, Ohio, you know, five years ago <laughs> in my life. And, you know, life takes certain forks in the road, and you, you never know where you're going to end up. And now you're in a diner in Columbus, Ohio, chatting with the locals and having a great time. Bob, your life sounds like a sitcom. This is awesome. I think you. I think we could sell this. Oh uh, yeah. You know, I love it, Bob. Thanks so much for the call and appreciate your points. Isn't that perfect? The dad, you know, the the son moves to the Midwest and then the dad moves in next door, and now we're a sitcom. And his little <laughs> fish out of waters, you know, from New York to the Midwest. Uh, no, <laughs> you guys aren't seeing it. It's a million dollar idea. I'm just giving it away on the air. I don't know. It's not exactly the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> sort of sounds like you know, everybody loves Raymond. Very similar. Something, yeah. Okay, but like they're, okay. they're rebooting that '70s show. Nobody's got any good well, ideas anymore. They did have anymore. that '80s show, which was terrible for like a month. And now they're doing that '90s show. This this, this is at least halfway jet like new and fresh. Maggie, stop stalling. I want these callers who like the twelve. Okay. I want to I want to get some momentum going here. Okay, Nick is in Pennsylvania. Agrees with Perloff. Nick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Doing great. So I, I think two thoughts I have on the, the 12. One, it gives you the opportunity for a buy, and I think that's important because in football, you know, it's such a physical sport. So I think it offsets the four teams and gives them an extra week to get healthy, which is an advantage because you're never going to have neutral site games like the other divisions of, of football where you can get to host a game. So I think the advantage for the top four would be another week off to prepare and also get healthy, get some guys back. The only thing is, though, the flip side, though, is it would penalize teams who have to play in the conference championship. You still have? Do we still have a conference championship in this scenario? I yeah, would assume. I think so. I, yeah, I still think so. I, the only difference is I, I think this top four just need to be rewarded, you know, and you're not yeah. going to get, like, a hosting game as the reward. Right. So I think a week off to get healthy, you know, and maybe game plan a little bit for the teams that are in it might help. Also, you and don't want to get – you don't want too much time because you get rusty. So you don't want to yeah, – I think you have an advantage to go two the, weeks compared to four. The, yeah, watch the baseball playoffs, and the Dodgers did the exact thing. They sat for a little too long, and then they were cold. So football is a little different. I think you can get healthy, and I don't think it'll be too much to, to lay off. Um, the only other thought that I had on the 12-2 is it immediately expands the at-large bids, and I think that's a huge hole in college football. So expanding it to 12 is is an instant win. I, I like the other divisions of football where you do 16 and, and bigger regional playoffs and things like that, but you also do – home and away is that, you know, the, the higher seeds get the, the home game and things like that. So you're not going to have that in Division One. So at the very least, it, it, it fits both needs, I, I think, right away. Nick, appreciate the call. Thank you very much. Um, good points. Solid points. Yeah. Uh, that is an interesting point, too. I, I think you could look at the rest as a good thing, but football is also a rhythm sport. You know, the quarterback not playing for a month would be bad. And that's why I think sometimes that Final Four is not so exciting. 
Like the football itself is a little choppy. Oh, yeah. Usually just like the first half, though, and everyone kind of settles yeah. down. I always think it's because of nerves, too, a little bit. Could be. Um, 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, we're going to switch over to talk a little. Well, we might talk a little college, a little NFL, though. Brian McFadden, the Super Bowl champion, is going to join us. CBS Sports HQ NFL analyst and host of All Things Covered. You may have heard a clip that went viral from All Things Covered yesterday. Patrick Peterson talking about Kyler Murray. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.